When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Jordan Canellis here with you for another edition of the program. Looking ahead to racing coming up around New Zealand. With me, as always, on the program is the CEO of the Waikato Racing Club, Butch Castles. Butch, welcome. G'day, Jordan. Yeah, looking forward to a busy weekend of racing action. Racing today at Awapuni in the Manawatu tomorrow. Rotorua and at Rickerton Park in Canterbury and Pukekohe on Sunday. So a very busy weekend of action and Stephen Marsh is going to join us. He's got runners everywhere. Absolutely. Stephen Marsh and Matt Cross will be our guests today to talk through the weekend of racing. But let's introduce Stephen Marsh first because he has a very busy weekend ahead and we want to get the lowdown on what is coming up from his side of things. And he's with us. Stephen, welcome to the program. Yeah, good morning. Good to be here. G'day, Stephen Butch here. Look, uh, busy old time this weekend with uh, racing today, tomorrow and Sunday, but let's wind it back a few days. You've uh, headed across the Tasman and come home with three cracking fillies. Must be delighted with your shopping at the Inglis uh, Easter sale. Yeah, absolutely, Butch. Um, it's a phenomenal sale. Um, we're lucky enough to purchase three and, um, yeah, just got to get home now and sell them. That's the, uh, that's the hard part. Yeah, with well, Savaloy Soup, I suppose, if you can't sell the $650,000 filly. But reading your press, uh, one of the nicest fillies you've uh, inspected and a sort of a must-have, and you must have been delighted to uh, get her into your team. Absolutely. When we first saw her on Friday, when we first got over, we um, just absolutely fell in love with her. She's an absolute beauty. Probably never seen a filly walk as good. So, yeah, and um, she was sold out yeah, by yesterday afternoon, and she was sold out so happy. Terrific response and, and some really good stable clients have gone in and the other people are ticking away well. So, yeah, no, it's uh, pretty positive going forward. So anyone that wants to uh, have an opportunity, plenty of uh, opportunity to race, they can uh, jump on your website. Is that the easiest way to get involved? He just disappeared here just when oh, we were... Uh, yeah, he might have dropped off there, Stephen. We got you there, Stephen? Yeah, you just cut out there, Butch. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so anyone that wants to get involved, there's still opportunities and a couple of fillies out of Sydney. Website, is that the best way to go? Website's the best way to go. All, all three fillies are up there. Um, the Piero fillies. Uh, we bought her for a ladies' only syndicate, which is going along really good, and um, the Merchant Navy uh, fillies actually closely related to what I thought might have been uh, our best bet for the weekend. But anyway, we'll talk about them. Indeed. Right, let's go through them today. You've got uh, three chances at Manawatu, back to the old stomping ground, Horde the Bourbon, uh, Shakeout and El Vencedor. How did we line them up? 
Yeah, I thought uh, Hulda Bourbon was the best. Um, he's going really good. Loved his first up win. Uh, I do think St. Batans is a, a very good horse. I think it's going to be a great race at, um, but uh, I think it'll be one of those two saluting um, shakeout. He, uh, he's been sort of thereabouts. Looks to have a nice, nice field um, for him to deliver the 1,400 from a good draw. And Al Vincent will probably just needed that first up run. And up to the 1,400, good barrier draw. He should be the big improver. Righto, let's head to Rotorua tomorrow. And I think the one that you were talking about uh, related to the Merchant uh, Navy filly, La Bella Beals in the first. Uh, gee, the win was good, resuming. No reason why uh, 1,400. She's already won at the trip. And she just strikes as one of those fillies that's uh, continued to improve and uh, might be her preparation this as well. Oh, I believe so. Yeah, she's, uh, and you're dead right, she's the relation of the Merchant Navy. Um, but she's going along really well. She's in race one. She's drawn one. McNabb in the saddle. She'll jump and put herself right there. and you know, I think she's a pretty exciting filly going forward. And she could potentially uh, head to Brisbane um, if she can uh, strike again, but that's not confirmed. You're looking to uh, put a team together, uh, if you can, to head across to Brisbane. I know New Zealanders haven't been able to get across there for the last couple of years. It's been so difficult with COVID and could be an exodus this year if, uh, if you can find the right horse. Yeah, look, we've got sort of... Um, a couple of their earmarked, like, you know, they hoard the bourbon, her, and uh, could be potentially a couple others. But, yeah, it would it'd be nice to get sort of two or three over there for sure. Mm, something that was something that uh, Dad used to do every uh, every winter, wasn't it, and have a great uh, great uh, rewards and, and get, uh, you know, the likes of Marlin and winning big races in Brisbane was something Bruce uh, did really early on before a lot of others were doing it. Absolutely, yeah. I think uh, back in the good old days, him and John Wheeler, they'd take, sort of 10 or 12 every uh, winter and sort of set up shop there for sort of two or three months and had a lot of success, that is for sure. Mm, righto, race three, uh, Rotorua one resuming Jimmy Kirk. Uh, another one favoured by the inside barrier draw. His best run when last tried was in a fresh state. Can we expect him to go a big race fresh as well? Yeah, I thought his trial was really good. He should just jump for himself just right in the trail. And Yeah, I mean, you did right. His, his last start fresh was phenomenal and... Uh, you know, his work's been good, everything's been good, so he's got to be a bit of each way for sure. Race five, couple of runners, Ulan Batar and uh, rip him up. Ulan Batar took a while to win its maiden, but I know it's one that uh, you've always had a little bit of time for. Uh, has it strengthened up and come back uh, better this prep? Yeah, I think both of them, uh, Ulan Batar and rip him up, um, have come back better. Look, the 1560 is going to be short of their best. Um, they're going to be better off when they get up to 2,000 metres, but thought we'd sort of kick them off over the close to the mile first up. They'll probably give a bit of cheek, but I think better off suited up over the ground. Race six, Osaka resumes back from Australia. Look, uh, he's uh, won three times at the 1,400 metres. He placed at the trials recently to prepare for this. Uh, Lee Thinnis, who won on him uh, before he went to Australia last time around, uh, is in the saddle and just thought it was a pretty winnable race for Osaka in a fresh state. Absolutely, yes. Two trials have been good. He's drawn perfectly. The 1400 should be great. You know, gets him with a nice weight. And yeah, Leith gets on very well with him. So yeah, I thought he was a, a really nice each way chance. I mean, he's going to take natural improvement, but he's certainly ready to go a big one. Race number seven, Stephen El Noir resuming. Thought it was a tidy race, this. Uh, rating 74s uh, have been like that uh, for a while and are like that. Pretty competitive sort of races. But uh, she's pretty competitive, El Noir. Yeah, she is. She um, the track's probably going to end up 
been a touch good for her. It's going to be a long winter, so you know she probably likes it when it gets into that sort of uh, the eight and nine and even ten and eleven range. So she's probably a very doubtful starter. And in the last uh, couple here, Zuperb, who won two starts ago, and she's apples looking to get a run off the ballot. Yeah, Zuperb. So we kept her pretty fresh. We haven't jumped out of trial to this time. We gave her a fresh up since last start. She can probably go really well, um, fair bit of cheek in a fresh state and. She's apples, only needs one more uh, scratch in now. She's drawn nicely, and she'll probably be better suited next start over the 1,400. But, um, yeah, she's coming up well. Big day at Rickerton, uh, Stephen, and uh, you've uh, still got uh, a presence in the south. You've got uh, a number of runners there. Let's have a look at them. Darcy's flight in the first on that run last time when runner-up uh, should be pretty competitive. Should be competitive, drawn a little bit of a sticky gate, but um, she is going well, and her last start was um, certainly much better than she's been going, for sure. Race number four, uh, Summer Vestival, a, a, a winner two starts ago. Uh, another with a tricky gate. You're favoured with barriers in the north, not in the south, um, but that'll be Courtney's problem. Yeah, absolutely. They might be trying to tell me something over the, uh, the southerners, but no, I think, <laughs> um, I think he's one that can bounce right back to form Summer Festival. Um, Courtney actually won on him two starts ago. Gets on really well with him. He'll jump, go forward. Would have loved to see him draw a better gate, but I think he's one that um, good each way. At, he should be at decent odds, and he can definitely turn his form around. Race number six is the feature, or one of the features uh, on the card. Look, it's uh, really important for the fillies uh, with this black type, and they get the opportunity here at 1,600 metres. Uh, Bell will be hard enough to beat out of the Pittman stable, having won uh, three in a row. But, gee, I thought it was a very uh, even field outside of that, and Divine Sava got uh, due rewards last time. This one has drawn pretty well. Should be able to get a nice run in transit from there. Uh, she capable of stepping up to this class? Yeah, look, she's she's always shown us um, plenty. She's just sort of always been a bit of a work in progress. Uh, and when she won last start, we thought, look, she's a lovely bred Savabelle filly. We'll try and get her uh, down. It'd be nice to sort of do what a tissue did this, last year for the same uh, owners. Um, but yeah, this uh, she's a she's a tough filly. She's settled them good down there. Reputed Bell looks very hard to beat, but look, we'd love to see her just get the uh, bit of black type and. Look, she may be better off um, in her next start as a 2003 off at least 2000, but she should still go uh, pretty well here. And uh, race number seven, uh, number 12, he's the man. This one can't be named after you, surely. Um, has got the good barrier. I <laughs> don't think so. Uh, the win two starts ago was, uh, was really good. Uh, last time a little bit disappointing, but um, what do you think? Yeah, up to the 1400, he sort of got back locked Locked the way back on the inside. Um, I think the step up to the fourteen hundred will be the the big help for him, and I think he's a lot better than. Uh, forget he went around last start and, and go on his uh, previous form, but yeah, he's going along really well. Right, and if we hadn't had enough, we can uh, we can uh, get our fill on Sunday as well. Uh, you've got uh, three runners there. Let's have a look at uh, Royal Rock. Was much better last time. Just continues to improve. Uh, this one in the maiden race five over the sixteen hundred metres. Give Royal Rock some sort of a chance. Pretty good race that. Yeah, yeah, I do give her a chance. Um, she's drawn out a little bit. They're actually some. She had the one go right-handed and uh, went terrible, so I just don't know if I'm 100% uh, committed to running. Um, Super 6 was uh, had no luck last start. He's drawn out of it. He's probably in a bit of the same boat. Um, probably, to be honest, the, the one to look at will be in the in the race 8 by Diva. She'll probably be the one for the day there. Sidewinkers on, and um, 
I think she should be um, putting her foot in the tilt, to be honest. Yeah, look, she's looked good. Plenty of uh, place form and uh, the run resuming was very good. Uh, she does stand out as a, a big chance. But if you had to uh, put the money on one tomorrow, a bit of a put-in, take-out sort of a job, let's see what you think it might be. I got the impression maybe La Bella Beals. Oh, I think so. She's just come through that first up win very well. She showed a heap last preparation. Lovely, big, strong filly. And yeah, I thought she was our best for the weekend. And uh, look, Stephen, um, sort of that transitional time, some of the summer horses going out, uh, plenty trialling at the moment as, as those horses that appreciate uh, the winter tracks. It must be a bit different at this time of year than it's been um, up until last year with that synthetic because that gives a whole new dimension to winter racing here in New Zealand, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. You know, a lot of horses, you have to, you know, horses would go a little bit shin sore, you'd, you know, just give them a... You'd end up having to give them three months out to get them ready for the spring. Now you can just give them their six weeks, bring them back, race them through the the real winter on a on a decent synthetic track, and um, you know, it doesn't hold up your plan so much. And, and getting the uh, spring horses ready for the you know younger ones, your two and three year olds, um, you know you're not sort of jumping them out and galloping them on uh, heavy elevens. You've got a good surface, so it's made our job a hell of a lot easier. And I suppose having it right there, as far as uh, your Cambridge uh, trainers go, you Cambridge trainers go, it's just such a such a huge uh, tool to be able to walk them out and, and race them on a, on a surface that they train on on a daily basis. Absolutely, you know, like uh, every other winter, you know, your jump outs and your trolls, it'll be cancelled, too much rain, and you know, race meetings called off, and you know, we, we've never had a, a troll meeting, um, jump outs or, or race meeting called off here, so makes the planning so much easier and hey it, it is very nice when you can just walk out your front gate and, and straight onto it that's for sure yeah good on you look Stephen thanks for joining us busy weekend you got the uh, the forces spread far and wide let's hope you can start the weekend off with a winner or two at Awapuni today and continue the roll through the weekend good luck uh, with those fillies out of the uh, Sydney sale appreciate your time terrific thanks Butch appreciate it Stephen Marsh with us on Breakfast with the Kiwi. That's a busy weekend ahead for uh, for Stephen, isn't it, Butch? Yeah, it is, and it's a logistical uh, exercise uh, in itself, isn't it? Runners at Awapuni today, and look, they'd be, uh, what would they be on a float? Five hours uh, from Cambridge, probably something like that. So um, some of them may have gone down yesterday, I would have thought, uh, those, those runners. Then home, staff down there, staff at Rotorua tomorrow, not too far from Cambridge. Uh, the South Island operation going and then Sunday again at Pukekohe. So so it is a big undertaking. Uh, I think that was 20 horses uh, that we looked at across the th- four days or four race meetings, three days. So uh, plenty to keep uh, the staff at uh, Marsh Racing busy. We will take a break here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. We'll come back on the other side and have a chat to the voice of the South, Matt Cross. He'll be with us next here on the program. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Welcome back to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Jordan Canellas and Butch Castles with you this morning. Uh, Stephen Marsh on the program a moment ago. You can podcast that one at SCN uh, and anywhere you get your your podcast from. Our next guest on the program this morning, Butch, is uh, the voice of the South, None other than Matt Cross who will be calling and previewing the feature uh, feature races at Rickerton Park tomorrow, and he's with us now on the program. Welcome to you, Matt. How are you? Yeah, very good, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on once again, and a beautiful day here in the 
the Garden City for what's set to be a great weekend of uh, racing across both codes. Currently a soft six there for Rickerton tomorrow, but I would be really surprised if we didn't see an upgrade at least to a soft five, maybe even better. It's a beautiful fine day here today. Had a little bit of rain during the week, so that track should be in tip-top shape. Uh, the running rail in the true position with a nine-race card in our feature coming up as the NZB Insurance Stakes for the three-year-olds in the Avon City Ford Easter Cup. And, of course, we're now less than one month away from the first totaliser meeting on the synthetic track at Brickerton Park. Nice, long, roomy straight there, just over 400 metres, so looking forward to that. And I know the club are pretty excited to, to go towards that after we get through the Autumn Carnival, which last year we unearthed a star in a tissue and might find ourselves another one tomorrow. Let's hope so, Matt. Uh, Butch here, look, welcome in. Let's have a look at these feature races. Race three, the Tom Topless Memorial Sprint. Uh, only a small field, but gee, I thought it was a competitive race. Certainly is. Really tricky race to, to work out, I think. OK, Powell's really flying at the moment. He's won the six out of 14. And just how the map goes here, Butch, there's a good amount of speed to his inside. And that's what I, I like with OK, Powell, is if they go at a clip where he doesn't have any time to muck around or get himself up on the chewy, and he's going to be out in clear air for the entire way. Widamu pin riding out of his skin at the moment. And he loves the 1,000 metres at Rickerton Park. So, OK, pal, he's a top selection and I think very backable. Number two, Ocean Point has a three-kilo claimer on tomorrow, which I think downgrades her chances just a little bit. I think she's the sort of horse that needs to be rated to perfection. Over the 1,000 metres, if he's able to just hold her up and time her run, then Ocean Point's going to be hard to roll. The interesting horse here, Butch, is Chili Philly, number seven, who's won three out of six. Had the one trial on the synthetic track. She's got no form on anything better than heavy ground, which makes it pretty interesting for her. And if Chiquito, the four improved, then she could play a part as well. But if I was having a bet, I'd be all over OK Pound. I think this race is really suitable for him. Race number four, the Hornby Club Founders Cup. Good competitive race. Again, we spoke to Stephen Marsh earlier in the show and he gave Summer Festival some sort of a hope at a price. But, uh, gee, you can make a case for plenty in here. Yeah, I think we can forgive Summer Festival last time. He got himself quite wound up in the gates and, and basically run his uh, race prior to the 1,200 metres. So if uh, he can improve Summer Festival, then he's going to be a chance. I thought number three, Original Gangster, they rode this horse upside down last time out. He got back worse than midfield, got himself in traffic. He's a big rangy horse, likes to get into his work a long way up from home. And with Kylie Williams back on board tomorrow, I think Original Gangster will go forward. And with the 57 and a half kilos, we'll take all sorts of stopping. And about $8 is the price, so he's pretty shoppable. Six, Savazar. She just got too upset last time out. Very much like Summer Festival. Uh, Savazar got herself in all sorts of trouble a couple of times. She was crowded at the start. Then she was checked again at the 250. And I think she's the sort of uh, horse, a little bit like Okao Pal earlier. She just needs everything to go her way. And if it does, then Savazar can win. The two bully boy, Mr. Consistent, a little bit of weight to carry. And the five, let's bring it on. He's worth including. As long as that track improves, I wouldn't want to see him anything on anything worse than a five because he really just doesn't relish in those conditions. But original gangster's worth an each-way play in the fourth, Butch. 
Race number six, uh, you talked about it as one of our features, uh, the NZB insurance stakes for the three-year-old fillies. Uh, look, Reputable has been really good in winning her last three, two of them here, so she's unbeaten at uh, Rickerton, uh, the 1,600 metres ideal for her. Uh, she's going to run favourite and be awfully hard to beat. Outside of that, it's uh, a very competitive race. Yeah, and with her key rivals drawn out wide here, Belle of the Ball drawn four spots to her outside. I think Tina Kamenyahi has plenty of options. To be fair, but she was three wide without cover last time over the 1,400. Wenger raced away, won it by nearly six lengths. There's no reason why she won't be winning again up to the 1,600. I, I guess the key for her is relaxing in her races and often... With these three-year-old autumn races, they don't have to be dead-set milers to win it. So we don't really have to look for the one horse that's going to see out a strong mile. A little bit of brilliance can take you a long way, and I think Reputable has that to one. 15, Bell of the Ball. How about that for a last 200 metres last time? Wow. That was over 1,600. Never got clear until about the 200, but the last, even the last 50, she just sprouted mm. wings. Wide barrier draw for her. Joe Cameroon and Mark Walker, you've got to have her in the mix, Bell of the Ball. She can certainly win the race. Three, Burgie was wide throughout last time out. This horse has got a big, big heart. If that most recent run hasn't undone her, watch out because she'll keep trucking all day. She's one horse who is a dead set miler. She'll just keep whacking away. At number 10, Champagne's on me. Both of the Ralph Manning horses in this race, one at Rotorua. I just thought she might have been a little bit better Champagne on me. Did a wee bit more work than her stable mate on the same day and uh, ran about 0.2 of a second slower. But I think there was enough in the amount of work that she did to say that her run was a little bit better. I'm with Reputa Bell, but she bellowed the ball. I know she's a maiden butch, but as I say, that last 100 at Matamata was as good of a lead-up race as you'll get coming into this. Yeah, you're right, and she is a maiden, but she probably shouldn't be, and if she had have won that last race, then um, all of a sudden we might be talking about her a little differently. She can win it for sure, but uh, the local reputer bell, awfully hard to beat. Race 8, uh, the Avon City Ford uh, Easter Cup, and has Sabro at the top of the handicap. He's giving them all plenty of weight. Look, there's five kilos back to Irish Girl, but you know his record suggests that he will still be very hard to beat. I reckon there's a weight special coming in here and uh, a horse that, that just profiles so nicely on the you know, the head-to-head in terms of the weight scales uh, taking on a couple of horses, including Hasbro and Thiel and the Power. And that's number five exchange. He meets Hasbro seven kgs better uh, than last time out. That was in the White Robe Lodge. And, and you know what? He was beaten two lengths in that butch, but... What you've got to bear in mind is he got completely squeezed out of it at the furlong, lost all of his momentum. Had he not done that, he probably gets beaten the neck and behind Hasbro. I don't think he wins it, but we're talking about a horse that's meeting 7 kgs better Hasbro on what could have been a neck margin. I think that two links is misleading from a couple of starts ago. And then last time out, Exchange is meeting feeling the power 2.5 kgs better off. And Exchange was able to beat Till in the Power on Boxing Day, carrying two kgs more. So the five Exchange, I think they've got his price wrong. He's about $8, and I'd be playing that all day. He's a get-back run on horse. There's enough pressure. Rail back in the true. They'll be coming from the back tomorrow. I'm all over him, Exchange. I think he's a great bet in the eighth. One Hasbro, you've got to respect him. Jason Malaris had seven rides on this horse. He's won four, including a Group 1 fourth last time out and a wait for Ajit Ortaki. Feel him the power. He'll keep going all day. He's only won three from 20, but he's a really, really nice little horse, this. 
and his tactical speed at the start helps. And I see they've come for Irish Girl after her explosive win over the mile and the Breeders last time. Now, absolutely no question now, Butch, off the back of that, that she can see at a strong mile as long as she settles in the run. Barrier six is okay for her, but I'd be more than happy to play exchange all day and race eight. I think he's a great price, and he profiles really nicely. Yeah, after all of uh, that uh, explanation, that is a fantastic price, and better run away and have some of that before it gets knocked off, I reckon. Uh, in race number nine, we always like to back the winner of the last, the last of the quaddy. Uh, get us out of the quaddy. We might anchor exchange. We need a couple here. Northerner in the race. Brahma Sunset will add interest with Whittamu Pin. But uh, again, uh, a race that there are plenty of chances in. Yeah, I think you might be looking to take a bit of the spread in the last leg, which I can't really help you in singling one out. This is such an even race. There's a lot of consistent horses in here with the right sort of luck can play a part. I'll give you one just to leave in, and I reckon he'll give you a sight for a long way, and that's number eight, Colossal. Currently $15 here with the TAB. He'll get the lead here. He ran a length and three quarters in behind Henley two starts ago. That was on the 5th of March. Coming out of that race was Exchange. Exchange ran third, and Colossal ran fifth. Now, that's good enough for mine. He was beaten less than two lengths in that race, and then he had three weeks in between runs, got the top last time out, and he just faded. He clearly wasn't fit enough last time. With that run under his belt, $15, Joe Cameroon claiming one kilo. He should lead, and you'll at least get a sight and something to cheer home in the last butch. Fantastic. Look, we'll uh, we'll take a quaddy uh, a little bit uh, using exchange as a bit of an anchor and see if we can capitalise on that nice price. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for your time. Good luck. Yep, big night harness racing tonight and then uh, galloping tomorrow at Rickerton Park. Look forward to uh, your calls. Appreciate your time. Yeah, no worries, guys. If you want to see a serious racehorse, tune in to Addington tonight. We've got Sunday Sun, the million-dollar earner, lining up in a... A group one, I reckon it's just about the race of the night, the group one there tonight. So looking forward to that, and we'll catch you tomorrow from Rickerton as well. Matt Cross, Thanks, Matt. Matt Cross with us on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Butch, have a great weekend ahead. Thank you. Look forward to it. Breakfast with the Kiwis here on SEN. Done for another week. You can catch us at the same time, same place around both Australia and New Zealand on the SEN network for all the latest in New Zealand racing. Butch Castles, Jordan Canella signing off. Catch you again next week. Stay up. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91